Okay, we're holding Masechah's Brachas, Perk Ches Mishnah Vav, that's 8-6. This mission departs from the theme of the rest of the Perk. We're not going to talk about a machlokus between its hill and Beishamai. Um, rather, because in the previous mission we discussed making Brachas of Borei Morei Ha'esh and Borei Minei Vesamim on Moti Shabbos, we discuss some halachas pertaining to that. And the Mishnah says, Ein Mavarachin, one may not make a Bracha on Moti Shabbos, Lola Ner, Lola Besamim, Shal Nachrim. Neither on the fire or candle of a non-Jew, nor on his besamim, his incense. The reason why one may not make a bracha on the candle, the fire, the flame that comes from a non-Jew, is because it's not called the ner shavas, a flame that rested on the Shabbos. That is to say, we assume that the non-Jew used that light either to do some malacha or perhaps did malacha with the fire itself, and that makes it unsuitable for making the bracha of Havdalah's Rei Morei Ha'esh. Now, the question, of course, is there's no restriction on a non-Jew doing malacha on Shabbos. However, it's considered inappropriate. Uh, perhaps one reason given is that had it been a Jew who had done that work with the flame, then it would be indeed totally forbidden, and therefore it's rabbinic enactment to make it inappropriate. Uh, the din is that if one actually made a bracha, Rei Morei Ha'esh, on a flame that came from a non-Jew, from before Shabbos, uh, he's actually not yotzi even b'diyevet. As far as the besamim goes, as we'll see later on in the Mishnah, the reason for the besamim being forbidden of a non-Jew is because we assume that when a non-Jew lights his incense, he's doing it specifically for the sake of worshiping some idol, pagan worship, and therefore it's forbidden to get benefit from that besamim. The Mishnah continues, One may also not make a bracha on the candle or the incense uh, that's set before a dead body. Uh, the reason is because as far as the candle goes, the reason why one lights candles around the dead body is not to provide light, but rather to provide covered honor for the deceased. And that being the case, it's not appropriate because one must make a bracha on a fire that was lit specifically for the sake of providing light, at least in addition light. Um, even it was lit for heat and light. As far as the question of what happens if the Flame was lit for both light and for covenant of the mace of the deceased. That is a machlokus. As far as the, the besamim, the reason why one cannot make a bracha on the besam lit for the departed is because the reason why one lights incense around the corpse is not to make a good smell, but rather to mask the bad smell that is coming from the, the decaying corpse. And that being the case, um, it's not appropriate because one must make a bracha on incense that was there specifically to add a good fragrance and not one that was put there just to mask a bad fragrance. So next time you see on that Glade or Airwick spray, it says two-in-one, masks bad odors and adds a good smell. So you understand that's what we're talking about here. Masking the bad odors is not a good reason, a sufficient reason to allow one to make a brain name summon, but adding a good smell is. Belola Nair, Belola Basamim, Shilfnei The mission now says one may not make a bracha on a flame or a besam that was set before an idol for idolatrous worship. The flame, of course, is because it's forbidden to get any benefit from things that were used um, as ancillary to the worship of an idol, so therefore the flame is inappropriate. As far as the besam goes, the same thing. The incense kindled and burned for the sake of an idol, of course, becomes forbidden and inappropriate to make a bracha on. Um, there is a bit of a discussion about the technicalities about the restrictions of Hana getting benefit per se of a candle light, which is something that doesn't have a mamashas, a physical uh, a body, but that's beyond the scope of this Mishnah. 
um, what is now, however, in the scope of the Mishnah I want to discuss for a moment is the fact that these, the Mishnah seems to now be redundant. In the beginning, we said you couldn't make a bracha on the basam of Nachrim, and now it says you can't make a bracha on the basamim of Avodah And we gave the same reason twice. The Gemara asks this very question, and it answers that the second part of the Mishnah, saying you can't make a bracha on the basamim that's said before idolatrous things, is an explanation for why one can't make a bracha on the basamim that was lit by non-Jews. That is to say, we assume that when a non-Jew lights incense, it is specifically for the sake of idolatrous practice. Finally, the Mishnah goes on to say, in Mavarchanalaner, this is a new point. It means one may not make a bracha on the flame, the fire, said after Shabbos, until he is uh, benefits from its light. Now, according to Bartanura, one actually doesn't need to benefit per se. He just has to be able to benefit. That is to say, he needs to be close enough that he could benefit um, from the lights to distinguish between two things, like two coins if he wanted to. Um, the custom, of course, is to differentiate between our skin our nail bed, and our fingernail. Um, and that's what we do. The reason why the nail is chosen is because, A, it's always attached to the body and therefore readily available. Coins are hard to come by in Moti Shabbos often. And second of all, uh, the nails on a person always grow throughout their lifetime. And therefore, it's like a simon bracha, just the same way as we spoke about in the previous Mishnah. The reason why we're making the bracha on the Borei Moriah is to remember that Adam Rishon enters the world on Moti Shabbos, that first Moti Shabbos, um, with the command to rebuild and build up the world, to repair it, and we too have to rebuild ourselves and build up our world um, by that same mandate, and uh, therefore the summit of bracha always growing and always improving is is symbolized by the fingernails. Yeah, as a PS, there is a urban legend, a myth, that the fingernails will grow after death. That's false. When the person's dead, the body immediately stops growing. It just decays. And um, the reason for that myth is because uh, when a person dies, so then the body begins to um, dehydrate, and as that desiccation process happens, the nail beds retract in as they become dehydrated, making it appear as if the fingernails are longer, but it's not actually growing after death. As far as the bracha borimara'esh on the fingernails, uh, the custom is to um, to cover the thumb and put the fingers over it, and also to uh, to look at the lines on one palm, one's palm, uh, see Mishabura for more details about that.